Welcome to Wit Beyond Measure. My name's Katrina Mayer. And I'm Elle Kammerer. And today we are talking about Northanger Abbey chapters 16 through 19 slash chapters 1 through 4 of volume 2. <laughs> it depends on what book you're looking at, apparently. It depends apparently. on your edition. Yes. <laughs> But we are officially uh, entering the second volume of this book. Yes, more gothic tones. Although we didn't really have too much in this early part because it's setting no. the stage. The mm-hmm. gothic stuff really comes in when they finally get to Northanger Abbey, which is like I- at the very end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two chapters. <laughs> That's really That's all just it a is. guess. That's it. No. <laughs> I do feel like these chapters could have been in the previous section, though I think I know why that they are in the in this volume. And I think it's because we're finally introduced to like, I don't want to say our final character, because again, I don't really know. But in the annotated version, it did say that the entry of this character is like bringing in the final player in this story. And that is Captain Tilney. So we have General Tilney. Captain Tilney and Henry Tilney. Yes. (laughs) Captain Tilney is Henry's older brother. Yep. So I see why, like, I can see his being introduced in this section or in these chapters as the reason why it's technically in volume two. But I feel like what happens in these chapters easily could have been part of volume one. Yeah. Well, and I think um, his entrance in kind of marks also the exit of John Thorpe, which is what happened at the closing of volume one. So they like trade places. That -hmm. makes sense. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Anyway. Does that mean we won't see him again? Oh my goodness, can I get excited? Damn it. Okay, just tell us tell us what happens in these sections, Katrina, with our super duper recap. Okay, here it super is. Super duper quick recap. Here's our super duper quick recap. Um, four points, because that's how I'm doing these now. <laughs> One, Catherine is sad because she's been to the Tilneys to hang out with them, and she had really high expectations because she had such a great walk with Henry Tilney and his sister. But then when it's, like, just them at their place on wherever it is, Pulteney Street, or are sure. they Milsom Street? I don't know. Whichever street the Tilneys are on, she's there. She's with the whole family. And it's, like, not great. Like, she's, like, it's fine, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as, like, as exciting as she thought it would be. It was very – it was more subdued. Mm-hmm. She's explaining this to Isabella, and Isabella's is like, oh, well, it's because the Tilneys are so proud. And then Catherine's like, well, no. And she's like, okay, not Captain Tilney. But the other ones are like this and this. And Catherine's like, well, no. And Isabella's like, okay, fine. But they're not as good as, like, my brother John. And Catherine's like, what? Anyway, point two. Because <laughs> that's basically all that happens in that first chapter. Yeah. Um, Catherine is sad again because, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Allens are potentially going to be leaving Bath soon. She's like, no, the Tilneys. And then she, she convinces them to stay longer. And then she goes to tell the Tilneys. And then they're like, oh, no, we're leaving. She's like, no. And then General Tilney comes in and he's like, hey, daughter, did you ask her? And she's like, I was literally going to ask her when you came in. Oh, don't worry about it. My daughter... She just is so excited because she wants to ask you if you want to. You don't have to. And I'm sure you'll be able to. And, like, the Allens are really nice. He's, like, doing this long, huge speech. And he's, like, do you want to come stay with us at Northanger Abbey? And she gets to do that. Hooray. So she's not sad anymore. Mm -hmm. Point three. 
letter comes back from her brother explaining the steps for him and Isabella to get married and like it's kind of shady and like Isabella's kind of shady and also her mom's kind of shady and I think Isabella is like low-key a gold digger and she's just like holding out for something better and my more opinions on that will come later point oh four. wait hang on I missed my cue Isabella is a gold digger oh <gasps> yes <laughs> <laughs> um Point four is, well, this is kind of weird because Isabella's like, hey, my brother wants to marry you and you basically said yes. And Catherine's like, the fuck? No, I didn't. And then Isabella's (laughs) like, oh, okay, no worries. And she's like, it's totally okay to flirt when you're young because I'm doing that with Henry Tilney's brother. That's why she says it's okay. Again, my opinions will come later. This is just the big recap. (laughs) Um, and so, I don't know, things are weird, and Catherine's like, why are you flirting with Henry Tilney's older brother when you're married, you're engaged to my brother, I'm so confused, and then Catherine brings this up with Henry Tilney, and she's like, you gotta talk to your older brother, and he's like, she knows she's engaged, or he knows she's engaged, it's fine, this is what they do, and, like, Henry Tilney is, like, giving her some, like, general people world, like, insight, But he does it in a way that I found really weird. And then Catherine is like, what? Why is this okay? And then the section ends basically on those (laughs) notes. And you're left like, what? What? Okay. Can we please be at Northanger Abbey? Like, where are the ghosts of the dead babies? (laughs) (laughs) There are no dead baby ghosts in Northanger Abbey. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's Crimson Peak. I know. Sadly, there's also no Tom Hiddleston in Northanger Abbey. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Not yet. Not yet. Tom Hiddleston, if you're listening, could you please do a modern um, retail, um, not a modern, do a period piece of Northanger Abbey for Elle, if you're listening. That would be really great. Tom Hiddleston, if you're listening, I just died. (laughs) (laughs) Also, speaking of Crimson Peak, Guillermo del Toro, if you're listening, um, first off, I work with a teacher who has met you before. Second, um, if you're listening, can you do a version of Dante's Inferno? This has nothing to do with Jane Austen, but I really think you would do a really great movie version of Dante's Inferno. If you could do that, please do that. Okay, thank you. Bye. And this is the part of the podcast where we sit and speculate who we would love to have listen to our podcast. And actually, that's not true. I would not want either uh, Guillermo del Toro or Tom Hiddleston to listen to our podcast because we are just two very silly girls. I think they would enjoy our podcast very much. I don't want Tom Hiddleston to listen to the podcast until we talk about Much Ado About Nothing. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's Shakespeare. It's going to be a few years. Tom, if you could just hold off. But uh, work on that Northanger Abbey thing. That would be cool. While you wait. While you wait. (laughs) Obviously, as you guys can tell, this section is going to be very long and thought out and very, very interesting conversation, which is why we're spending so much time talking about nonsense at the beginning of this episode. Yes, we are not trying to drag out this episode. (laughs) It re- like these chapters were really short. They were though. really short, and they weren't like, the super last chapters. Jam-packed. Like, like the last chapter is literally like two pages. Yeah, they're short, and there's not a lot going on. Unlike previously, where there were three chapters, but there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's start at the beginning of these chapters. Yes. Um, remind me what happens at the beginning because I feel like I'm actually getting things all mixed up because there is a dance. Yes. 
And I can't remember if that's at the beginning or in the middle. It's like, at, okay, so in chapter one, and I did a very bad job because it sounds like my points were chapters, but my points weren't chapter breakdowns. My points were just my points. Um, so that's why you might have been confused. So that's No, I fault. was confused anyway. Okay. Like, trust me. I went to look back and when I was looking at the annotated version, I was like, wait, when was the dance? Yeah. Because, so here's my thing. Okay. Like, these chapters, for me personally... I feel like look a lot at Isabella and how she's acting. And so we all know that Isabella is engaged to James Moreland and James went home to get permission. So he's not there. So she's just kind of in Bath doing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Captain Tilney shows up and then all of a sudden they're flirting left and right. Yeah. But in my mind, I couldn't remember if this happened before like if the flirting started before or after she got the letter from james talking about their their future so it's before that so in chapter one okay it's um catherine goes to the tilneys and has that really like gosh what's the word i want to use um Catherine goes to the Tilneys and has this dinner that is very anticlimactic, right? She thinks it's going to be really great, and it's not. And so she's talking to Isabella about that evening, and Isabella's like, she's kind of being a little bit of a Mrs. Allen, where she's just telling Catherine part her opinion, but also a little bit what Catherine wants to hear, but also more heavily her opinion than Mrs. Allen would do, I feel like. I feel like. I feel like in that part, because I'm remembering this, what the, as soon as you start t- telling me what happens at the beginning, I'll remember. I feel like Isabella, so Isabella is very clearly trying to convince Catherine to just not worry about the Tilneys. Yeah. Just like, oh, leave them. They don't really care. They're not as cool as you think they are. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which obviously, like, Catherine was already kind of thinking that because this dinner didn't go the way she wanted. So yeah. Catherine is definitely taking advantage of that because- Catherine wants or sorry not Catherine Isabella is taking advantage of that and that's because Isabella wants Catherine to marry her brother 100% that is exactly right Isabella wants Catherine to marry her brother but she knows Catherine has a thing for Mr. Tilney so Mm -hmm. she's gonna take this advantage to dig into Mr. Tilney and all of the Tilneys yeah which later on I'm just like okay hypocrite much (laughs) i just i just feel like some of it is like saying what she thinks Catherine wants to hear but then also once isabella starts bad-mouthing the tilneys Catherine is like oh no they're not like that like it's not that bad to me it just kind of felt like she had a blah evening and she just needs to get it off her chest and like she doesn't Mm -hmm. want advice and she doesn't want to like drag these people through the mud because she still likes them but Mm -hmm. so she's even though she had this blah evening she's still going to defend them which I totally get because I've definitely been in situations where I've been describing to a friend like something that like maybe rubbed me the wrong way or didn't go quite as planned and it's like it's not that I want advice or it's not that I want you to badmouth it I just need to like talk about it I guess so I feel like Catherine just kind of needs to talk about it like I feel like and Isabella is like just using this opportunity like you said to like bring them down because Mm -hmm. you know she wants her to be with John because she says specifically like 
Catherine's like saying how General Tilney was totally nice to her, like everything. Mm -hmm. And then Isabella's like, well, of course, General Tilney. I would never say anything against General Tilney. John says General Tilney is wonderful and all of that, you know, very, very Uh, much so. He thinks very well of him. And yeah. Can we talk about General Tilney for a second? Sure. I get major creeper vibes from him. You're supposed to. Okay, good. Because like, it's just. He's very creepy. Like, he's he's really into Catherine. Like, he's into Catherine. And it's creepy. And I hate it. So Like, I, when well, he walked her out of the house. Yeah, and no, then, I know. like, he said good things to and, John and to Henry. And then when he's talking and then he invites yes, her. Yes, 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 yes. Northanger Abbey. You're supposed to feel creeped out. That is, like, setting the stage for, like, what's to come when they're at the Abbey. I'm not going to tell you, like, how everything happens or what happens Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. at the end with that, but you are supposed Mm -hmm. to feel that way. That's a normal reaction. And I feel like Austin did that on purpose because, again, it's, like, satire. What's that word? Satirizing. Satirizing? Sure. I don't know how to say it. Sure. Anyway. We're smart guys. (laughs) We English language well. (laughs) One day I English language well. So what you're telling me is that General Tilney is creeping on Catherine and wants to bring her to his creepy... Hang on, let me finish. I see you opening your mouth. General Tilney wants to... Or is creeping on Catherine. He wants to bring her to his creepy house where he's going to manipulate her and make her his new replacement wife that's what i get no (laughs) that's very and there's ghosts and stuff and that's what makes this a gothic novel it's more like the vibe you're supposed to get is that he's covering up a secret he murdered his wife and um that's the vibe you're supposed to get well, not necessarily Catherine as a replacement, but... <gasps> so I'm right. No. Moving on. Don't tell me. Let's just keep going. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to point out that I do find him really creepy, but not in like a... Not in the same way I have found other characters creepy. I just find his his attentions toward Catherine creepy. Yeah, I can see that. But again, I think that's purposeful. Like, you're supposed to be like, why is this striking, charming, handsome, highly decorated military official into this essentially country bumpkin who he does not know, right? You're like, why is this a thing? Anyway, moving on. So uh, Isabella is like, oh, no, General Tilney is all cool and shit. Because John says he's cool. Right, and, and whatever we can take John John's says opinion goes. is good. Yeah, yeah no. she also like compares John to Henry Tilney, where it's like, oh, Henry Tilney wasn't paying enough attention to you at the dinner. Well, yeah, I can't stand it when men like like you one day and don't like you the next. That's ridiculous. Like people should be constant. My brother John has such a constant heart, and like you know, so she's <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, also like. Henry Tilney's not going to be all over you with his dad and his sister right there, especially with his dad right there. So, like, calm down, Catherine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, this this dinner that she describes is kind of like 
it's not necessarily foreshadowing as to what's to come when she's like with them Mm -hmm. but you're supposed to like get this vibe that like not all is as it seems in the Tilney household. Bum, so. bum, bum. Um, anyway, and then the rest of chapter one is they're at the dance. So ah, it is at the, the beginning. Dance comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So at this dance, we know Catherine and Henry get to dance, which is all nice. Mm-hmm. But Isabella before the before the dance was like oh no i'm i'm not gonna dance and it's very much like of course i'm not gonna dance my fiance isn't here you know i'm not gonna stand up and stuff like that and uh then captain tilney comes in and he he goes up to isabella and he manages to convince her to dance. And then they end up dancing a couple of dances, I think. Yes. But I think it's really important to point out prior to that, he did ask Catherine if Isabella would dance with him. And Catherine's like, no, because A, Catherine knows she's engaged to her brother. And B, Catherine literally said to her right before they went in that she wasn't mm-hmm. going to dance with anybody. So she's like, no, I that thought won't it was, happen. I thought it was that he asked Henry. Because, like, he pulls Henry aside and they have a conversation. Okay. And Catherine kind of and panics then Henry, a little bit. Yeah, and then Henry brings it to yeah. Catherine. And then it, so it's like a game of telephone, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, I do think it's interesting. Like, so Catherine and Henry are dancing, and then Captain Tilney comes in and pulls Henry away, and Catherine is freaking out. Like, oh shit, what did I do? Is he going to tell him that he hand danced with me? Like, am I like, is this not okay? Like, what's going on? And then it turns out that Captain Tilney just wanted to ask Henry if he can ask Catherine to to ask, yeah, to ask Isabella. Yeah, it's very high school, guys. The point of the story is is that Isabella kind of goes back on her word and just ends up dancing. She does. With Captain Tilney and is like full on flirting. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't see them flirting at this point. She sees them more flirting later, but she does find out that they're dancing. She's very confused by it. And then she has this conversation with Henry where she's like, why are they dancing? He's like, well, my brother asked her. She's like, why would he ask her? I said that she wouldn't dance. And Henry's like, well, can't she change her mind? It's like, I mean, Isabella, usually when she decides something, sticks with it. Also, she's engaged to my brother. Like, what the hell? And Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Can you explain what happens when? (laughs) Because I didn't get this. I read it multiple times. Um, So Catherine and Henry are having that conversation. Mm -hmm. And... He's like, or Catherine's like, tell me what you mean. Because he's like, Henry's like, I understand what you mean. And she's like, do you understand what I mean? Because I don't feel like you do. Because I don't even understand this whole situation and why these things are happening. And he's like, okay, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll tell you. Um, Like, I don't want to embarrass you. That's why I wasn't going to tell you. And I know that if I tell you, you'll be embarrassed. And then also we're going to have a disagreement And she's like, no, 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 just tell me. And he's like, he says, I only meant that you're attributing my brother's wish of dancing with Miss Thorpe to good nature alone convinced me of your being superior in good nature yourself to all the rest of the world. So Henry is just saying he's only asking her like in a good natured way and they're dancing like just because she doesn't have anybody to dance with and like it's 
innocent. That's how I was interpreting mm-hmm. it. And then he's like saying to her that she's like superior to that or like I don't know, I'm very confused. It's a naivete thing. So he he okay. sees it as for what it is, which is that like Captain Tilney finds Isabella attractive and is going to go and dance with her because why not? You know, mm-hmm. like she isn't dancing with anybody and yeah, she's engaged, but like she can still dance with him. That's that's not out of the question. Um, And while, yeah, he's going to be like, he's expected to be respectful of that and, you know, like not like hit on her or something like that he can still dance with her because she's beautiful and he finds her attractive but Catherine isn't seeing that Catherine is just like i don't understand why this is happening she's engaged like this shouldn't happen because she's all like naive and she thinks that everything should be perfect and you know like good natured and everything and henry's like the fact that you see this and you're concerned about it just shows my or shows off your naivete and like yeah it's just you're being naive about it but i and i don't want to like ruin that right but at the same time like i i I try like i'm trying to kind of tell you but like yeah no god just not getting it okay that makes sense and like that's how i interpreted it no that does make that makes sense um and like part of it sure is yeah i can see that like naivete coming through but like also Catherine's suspicions are not wrong and like later in these chapters we find out that it was more than just innocent dancing that's going on here yeah i'm trying uh, there's a there's a note in here um that's not it though so it says here Henry's commentary on Catherine's naivete undoubtedly reflects his interest and bemusement, but it also may indicate a serious interest in trying to educate her by encouraging greater discernment and understanding of others. So, like, seeing that there's more than just two sides to a coin. I think so. We Well, let, let's put it this way. We all know that Henry likes the fact that Catherine is kind of, like, not used to all of this and everything like that, and that she is a little... A little dumb when it comes to social social things yeah like he likes that because then he can like help educate her in these things and he i bet it's also because he knows that she's not playing him then like somebody who is familiar with these kinds of things might so he can educate her he can kind of joke around with her about it like you know he finds some humor in it and you know it, it's it's one of the things that he is like attracted to about her is that she's not somebody who's going to be playing the game like other people are yeah well and then after they dance and all that and they finally isabella it gets away and she's like able to talk to Catherine. Catherine's like mm-hmm. why did you do that like trying to get more insight because mm-hmm. okay maybe there's something to what henry tilney is saying and she's like oh it just kept pestering me so i did it <laughs> like it's essentially her answer yeah huh? but she has said uses it a lot more flowery language like it's almost like he begged her and she was like no and like kept begging her and mm-hmm. begging her which wasn't the case but like mm-hmm. she's trying to make it sound that way so because she's talking to Catherine, her fiance's sister she can't mm-hmm. make it sound like she wanted to maybe go off and dance with him because he's handsome because they do talk about that they talk about how because he is he's an attractive man mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, and on top of that, like, and of course, this is before we find out about uh, James's financial situation. Yes. But not only is Captain Tilney attractive, but he is a captain. Uh, his father's a general, and we already know Catherine's, or not Catherine, uh, Isabella's opinion and the Thorpe's general opinion about General Tilney. Yes. So, like, he's, like, obviously it's from a good family. He has a good reputation. So, like... It could be a step yeah, up for Isabella. It is a step up. And you, oh, it would totally it would be a step be up. If, yeah. And like at the very end of chapter one, like chapter one was the jam packed. Like this is where we mm-hmm. find out a lot of stuff. That's when James's letter comes back with, yeah. or with what can be offered. So at the very end of chapter one, after the dance, they find out that James can have 400 pounds a year. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty decent it's yeah it's so it's, it's an, okay it's enough especially to be starting off mm-hmm. with and you know he could potentially like find employment and like make money of his own you know he might mm-hmm. be like working class and that's no big deal like um lizzie's aunt and uncle working class mm-hmm. people did really great in london so it's nothing to like snub um but and in addition to the 400 pounds a year which is not like a ton, but like we said, decent. They have to wait two and a half years before they can get married because, again, James needs time to be established and he um, needs to wait until that time when he can claim the 400 pounds a year because I don't think he can get that right away. So it's because James isn't old enough to be in a clerical position. So the inheritance would come from the private fund of Mr. Moreland, which is separate from his clerical income. So Mm -hmm. Mr. Moreland is a cleric. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Not that kind of cleric. (laughs) Uh, He's a clergyman. Eldritch Blast. Sorry, wrong one. Uh, (laughs) So James will receive the estate when Mr. Moreland dies. So James is eventually going to have more money. Yeah. Because he's going to get the estate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's the oldest, that makes sense. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So a man had to be 23 to hold a clerical position. Hence, James is currently 20. So that's the reason why they have to wait. Yep. So there's also this idea that if Isabella had had a large fortune, Mr. Moreland's ambition to secure her as a bride for his son would induce him to increase the son's chances by giving him more money. I don't know what the Thorpe's finances look like. Um... But. It's not great because we know from the beginning that Mrs. Thorpe is a widow and there wasn't there was enough left to be comfortable. But mm-hmm. I mean, all of her sons went off to kind of essentially do their own things. Mm-hmm. Probably more out of necessity. So according to this, it says that this income is a decent, though not large income by the standards of the time, though it is uh significantly less than the incomes uh specified in her other in austin's other novels Mm -hmm. so yeah so basically there's a little bit of like discussion between isabella and isabella's mother in front of Catherine about this they're like being nice about it but also not at the same time i'm sorry i just read i i read all of this this whole section as Especially after Isabella finds out about how much she's going to get and the fact that she has to wait approximately like two and a half years to get married. She's just not happy about it. No. No. Even though she has said multiple times to Catherine, including in this chapter, 
that money isn't isn't a thing for her. She doesn't care. She could be fi- she'd be fine on 50 pounds a year, which is bullshit. Right. Um, she's just she's not happy about it. And it's it's clear. And it, it sounded like in previous chapters when Catherine kind of mentioned that her family doesn't have a lot of money after the initial engagement announcement uh, that Isabella was just like, oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Yep. No. It's fine. It's totally fine. But now that she's seeing exactly what she's going to be living with and having, you know, access to, it's very clear that Isabella is just like not happy. No. Which is why I asked if she started flirting with Captain Tilney before or after the letter, because, like, obviously the flirting after the letter is a direct result of the letter, and the fact that there was that little bit of like hesitancy before the letter too with Isabella because there was there was hesitancy there too yeah it kind of explains why she might have been a bit more okay with dancing with uh Captain Tilney I mean I feel like for me the dance with Tilney is like he's handsome like there's another guy she mentions that she wouldn't dance with but like for me in this section he's a good looking dude he's from the Tilneys she's not gonna snub him you know Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely after she gets the letter of what she can expect to live with and how long she has to wait, that's when the flirtation mm-hmm. um, increases. And she assures Catherine that like the only reason why she's disappointed is having to wait so long to get married. Yeah, which we all know is BS. It is BS. Well, it, it, it is and it isn't because if I feel like it's BS because after hearing that she very clearly is questioning whether or not she wants to even marry James, but also like she really does want to get married right away, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if it had been, Oh, 400 pounds a year and you can get married next week, she would still be disappointed about the the amount of money, but Mm -hmm. she'd be a little less disappointed in the fact that she can get married right away. Yeah. It's like having to wait for not a big payoff. Yeah. This is if coming from her. Like, she's having to wait and there isn't a big payoff. So what's the point then of waiting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the point is you can't have any money between now and then. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you would have no money. Yep. So it seems like she'll hold on to this. But if she can set her sights higher, she won't say no. That's the vibe you get. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a blatant vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it is very clear. Mm-hmm. Very clear. All right, that's all just chapter one. Pretty much. Yeah, of volume Mm -hmm. two. Um, What comes next is the part about when the Allens are leaving, when the Tilneys are leaving, some mixed messages get crossed. It seems like Catherine might not have as much time with the Tilneys as she wants, and then she's invited to their home. Mm -hmm. She's very excited about it. She's like, oh, an Mm -hmm. abbey. Ooh, and she starts mm-hmm. thinking about like nuns and like scandalous things and like how decrepit it will be and like <laughs> so I I wasn't sure exactly what the term Abby meant when we were reading uh Emma. It's obviously Donwell Abbey. Mm-hmm. I mean like I knew that an abbey is where like you know, is a monastery and stuff like yeah. that. Like I knew that. But like nuns, yeah, priests, I was like monks. Yeah, I was like, why is this really fancy ass rich estate called an abbey? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you, annotated version. Um, It's because it used to be an abbey. (laughs) Like, Donwell Abbey used to be a monastery. And 
or during the Middle Ages, and then through various different reasons and things and whatever, rich families would buy these places and essentially turn them into homes. And that's what Northanger Abbey is. It's kind of like how today people buy up old factories from the turn mm-hmm. of the century and like turn them into luxury apartments and condos. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, you keep the charm of it. Like, yeah. 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 If you can find charm in a monastery. But anyway. <laughs> you can. I think you can. <laughs> we went to Viterbo. <laughs> like, you saw those offices. <laughs> there was still some charm there. <laughs> was there? Yeah. <laughs> Susan's office was super cute. That just might have been because it was Susan's office. Nah, it was so and cute. Susan's the wood paneling cute. and like the window, like it was adorable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so Catherine is really excited about this because uh, an abbey means that it's really old. Yeah. And like from the Middle Ages. And she's all like, ooh, abbeys and castles. These are the places where my gothic novels take take place. Like, Radcliffe's novels take place in these kinds of places. So she's getting real pumped. Yeah. Because she's like, oh my gosh. It's like it's like reading the Harry Potter books and then going to Universal Studios. Yeah. <laughs> it's like reading Lord of the Rings and then going on the walking tour in New Zealand. <laughs> Which is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's so she's getting real, real excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, I mean, like, we don't get there anytime soon, but she gets invited and she gets that creepy little invite from General Tilney when it was supposed to come from uh, Miss Tin- Tilney. Yes. But yeah. But it seems like Miss Tilney is excited that Catherine is all like, woohoo. And uh, General Tilney does speak with the Allens to make sure that they are okay with Catherine coming with and to kind of prove that the Tilneys will be able to take care of Catherine and like that it's going to be all proper and good and everything like that so and then Catherine's parents are like well if this friendship was forged under the Allens' eye then it's must be okay everything is above board it seems fine and like honestly the Tilneys aren't gonna do anything like bad to Catherine so it's totally fine she'll be safe it's it's quite the contrast from uh, just the Thorpes taking Catherine and taking her out of town. It's true. Just without, like, coming over uninvited, not speaking yeah. ahead of time with anybody, and, like, whoop, off they go, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is, like, very careful, calculated, planned out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's all chapter two is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's, like, two pages. Chapter three. What happens in chapter three? Oh, Isabella flirts with General or Captain Tilney some more. Yeah. So chapter three. (laughs) Well, chapter three starts off with Isabella talking about the letter she got from John with Catherine. And like we talked about how like Catherine's conversation with John was going to come back to bite her in the butt. And And here it is. Here it is. And this is like the beginnings of it. And like you walk away from their conversation feeling like okay everything's sorted but we shall see but the thing is is that everything is sorted between Catherine and Isabella yeah so Isabella is like hey I got this letter from my brother and he's all like oh yeah no like 
I pretty much told Catherine that I liked her and she pretty much told me that she liked me too and I'm totally gonna plan on marrying her. And she said she was okay with that. Yeah. And uh, Isabella is like, so that sounds cool. And Catherine's like, uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. And Catherine's like, oh yeah, you know, you you said it when you guys were together. And or sorry, Isabella. Oh my god. It's okay. Isabella says, "Oh yeah, no. This totally happened when you guys were talking." When you and were by Catherine's yourself. like Catherine's like, "I wasn't with him. What the hell are you talking about?" And Isabella's like, "Oh no, you guys spent some time in the drawing room together by yourselves." Which and is Catherine's true. Catherine's just like she's just like, "Shit, yeah, we did." <laughs> well, and I feel like Catherine is having difficulty remembering it because, as we know, when that section is happening, there were a lot of exciting things going around. They had just gotten a letter from James, mm-hmm. like, you know, everything was good. Everybody was celebrating together. And, like, Catherine was on her way out of yeah. that space when John Thorpe held her back. So maybe she thought, like, oh, there might have been people around or, like, she is just like, oh, blah, 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 okay, gonna go. Like, not paying attention oh, yeah. to really what she's saying. And, like, John Thorpe being a calculating trash person and just, like, manipulating this conversation. He totally took advantage of the fact that she was not really paying that much attention. Because it, it's very alone. clear in that section. Yeah, like, she's, her mind is elsewhere. She's thinking of other things. And he's not being direct. He's being purposefully, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Misleading? Uh, misleading is is he's definitely being misleading but he's vague vague thank you yeah he's being purposefully vague in the way he's speaking and Catherine is just like yeah no i didn't agree to that and isabella's like oh okay cool no big deal she's like that's fine you're young it's okay you're welcome to change your mind i know it's totally fine you're welcome to change your mind because i'm changing my mind changing my mind it's okay change your mind and Catherine's like, I have not changed my mind. I My opinion of your brother has always been the same. But she mm-hmm. doesn't say what it is outright because she doesn't want to offend her friend. And she's like, yeah. look, just write him back. Tell him I'm sorry. You know, I I don't have those feelings for him. I never will. And any... In- tension of misleading him that i have given him i am sorry and i take back Mm -hmm. and she's like okay well i won't tease you about it any further and all john wanted me to do was just talk to you and i've talked to you and also when i was read his letter i thought it was weird because you two don't seem good together because you don't have money and he doesn't have money basically she doesn't (laughs) say that outright but like that's what she means she's like Because she says, suppose you did come together. It takes a lot more money than what you two have to raise a family nowadays. Again, all things that she is thinking in the back of her brain in terms of, like, marrying Mm -hmm. Catherine's brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's interesting, though, because we remember uh, John was very much poking and prodding about trying to get financial information out of Catherine. So it makes me wonder if when... Isabella tells John about James's fortune and like what she's getting if he won't change 
or if John won't change his mind about Catherine because she doesn't have any money, but also he's a trash human. So I'm pretty sure this is just going to continue to come back and bite Catherine in the butt because again, she made this okay, quote unquote, with Isabella, not with John. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't had the conversation with John yet. No. And it's just, I don't know. You you leave this section with her not saying that she will write to him. Oh, to yeah. Tell no, that. there's there's so. no closure for this. No. It's going to come back. Catherine feels like there is. But oh, Isabella yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't outright say she's going to do it. She just basically placates her friend because yeah. she's also placating herself. So much like when Catherine left the conversation with John, she didn't realize that what she had done in this sense Catherine leaves this conversation thinking everything is going to be okay but us as readers both times have been like things are not okay yet <laughs> are not okay and what interrupts their conversation is Captain Tilney's arrival and some major flirtation happening oh, here yeah. like mm-hmm. like explicit in front of Catherine flirtation to the point where Catherine is just like scandalized mm-hmm. that poor girl so yeah so Tilney comes over and he's like oh to be watched to be watched all the time like basically like oh you're looking at me again and she's like what we weren't watching you Like, why would you even say that? Why would you even put into my head that I would be looking at you? He's like, oh, well, if only your heart could be independent. She's like, what? What would you know about that? You're a man. You don't have a heart. He's like, (laughs) okay, if we don't have hearts, we still have eyes. And those torment us enough because we have to look at you pretty girls. And so she's like, Uh, well, let me turn around then. And he's like, uh, if you can still see, like, the the side of your cheek or whatever. And just like, it's gross. Guys, this is gross. Talk of hearts is a way for them to speak of love without flagrantly transgressing propriety. Though by current standards, Captain Tilney's statement is still overly forward. And Isabella should not have responded favorably to it. Nope. Nope. Especially because she's engaged. Like, and she's doing this in front of her fiance's sister. And like, even Catherine is like hearing this. She's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. These people are crazy. <laughs> like, this conversation is gross. It's gross. And she's like, this dude's in love with Isabella and Isabella isn't correcting him. And that's a problem. Well, and she's concerned, like, she's legitimately concerned about James. Yeah. Because, like, just flat out, like, she's like, this is going to, this is going to hurt him. And later, or maybe it was before, I don't remember, at some point, she talks about how, like, Isabella's flirting with Captain Tilney is going to hurt James. But then eventually, when Isabella and James get married, that's going to hurt Captain Tilney. And Isabella brings that up to Henry. And she's like, look, dude, like, you need to tell your brother. Sorry, Catherine brings that up to Tilney, Mr. Tilney. There are too many names, I know, it's hard today. (laughs) We're struggling. Catherine brings this up to Mr. Tilney and is like, look, dude, like, you need to make sure your brother is aware. You need to, like 
keep him from flirting with her and stuff because he's going to get hurt because Isabella is eventually going to marry James and that's going to hurt Captain Tilney. Yes. So that is what she's thinking at the close of chapter three. And then chapter Mm -hmm. four, she's like watching Isabella like, okay, maybe this was just a one-off thing. And she sees, oh no, this is not a Mm one-off thing. Isabella is like full on, it's like James Moreland who? Mm-hmm. And the worst part of all of this is that, like, Catherine and General Miss and Mr. Tilney are all leaving for Northanger Abbey soon. But guess who's not going with Captain, Captain Tilney. Tilney? He is staying in Bath, which is where Isabella is going to continue to be. Mm-hmm. And when Catherine finds this out, she's like, okay, I can't. I can't go on saying nothing. And so that's when Mm -hmm. she has the conversation with Henry Tilney about, hey, can you tell your brother that she's engaged? And he's Mm -hmm. like, he knows she's engaged. Mm -hmm. And they have this conversation about like, okay, well, if he knows she's engaged, why is he still pursuing her? Mm -hmm. And to me... I did not like Henry Tilney's response. Even though it is true of human nature, like mm-hmm. Henry Tilney's response is very true of human nature, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it wasn't a good way to explain it to Catherine and like especially with how naive she is, but basically what he's saying is like Catherine, he's a handsome guy. She's a beautiful girl. And you put them together, and sparks are going to happen, essentially. Now, don't panic, because even though my brother isn't coming with us, in essentially a few more days, he'll have to go rejoin his regiment. Like, his leave is only for a little bit. And when he gets back to his regiment, all Isabella will be is, like, a story for a month for the rest of the guys. And all he... all he will be to Isabella is like, you know, the last guy before she got married. Essentially, is like mm-hmm. how he's explaining this. And Catherine is just like, what? <laughs> how is this okay? <laughs> well, I mean, she is really naive and like, we get this. And like, I, on one hand, I'm like, no, Catherine's right. It, it, this isn't okay, but it's it's what happens. It is what happens. And I wonder if, I wonder if Henry's the way he responds to her is it because he already kind of tried to tell this to her before at the dance yeah. <laughs> essentially and also, in less words also i wonder if maybe he maybe he did talk to his brother on her behalf and like he didn't respond favorably and he's like well i did i said what i was gonna say he's mm. gonna make his decisions she's gonna make hers like why should i get involved yeah and who knows? It could also just be that Henry and his brother don't get along and this happens frequently and there's already a lot of frustration there. Well, I don't know. That could come up later for all I know. I haven't read the book. I think it does because there is a comment that Henry makes to Catherine where he's basically describing his brother's, um, not his personality, but like kind of his brother's M.O. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find it. Oh, yeah. I have myself told him, my brother, that Miss Thorpe is engaged. He knows what he is about, and he must be his own master. 
right? Like that is to me implies that this is not new. Like Henry knows his brother and his brother kind of just does whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And then Catherine's like, well, how, how could he do this? Like, this is not good. Like, this is going to make everybody uncomfortable. Like, why would your brother keep doing this? And Henry's like, why do you think it's just my brother? Like, what makes you feel like more uncomfortable here? Is it that my brother's ignoring that she's engaged? Or is it that she is flirting back with him? Who is worse mm-hmm. in this scenario? And she's like, aren't they the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, they're not. Because even your brother would say, hey, this man finds my girl attractive. Like, yeah, as a man, I should be proud of that. It's the woman that would make him feel upset. And that was the comment that, like, irked me. It's like, Harry Tilney, that's not okay. It's not. It's not. And I don't want to say a but here, but I'm going to say a but here. So the difference is, is that Isabella isn't like saying hey i'm engaged stop flirting with me and then he's continuing to do it right she's going along with it yeah she is encouraging it and so like yeah they're both bad but like if the guy is like oh she's engaged well i'm gonna try and she doesn't shut him down i feel like that's she needs to shut him down. Yeah. And Catherine even you know? did, after he, like, makes that comment, Catherine's like, okay, you're right. Isabella is wrong, but I don't think she means to torment anybody. Like, she's just, you know, making these well, choices. We all know, we all already know that Isabella is not the best character. Like, that's no. kind of, her whole point in this book is to like do things wrong and try to get Catherine to do things wrong. And then Catherine realizes that, you know, Isabella is not the, the, not the woman on the pedestal that she initially thought she was. Yeah. But I do also want to say, I don't think that Isabella should have to tell Captain Tilney, I'm engaged, leave me alone. But the fact that she hasn't, is a part of this problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then this puts Catherine in kind of a sticky situation because she's like, well, what do I say? What do Mm -hmm. I say to my friend? What do I say to my brother? And in the end, she's given advice similar to the advice Mr. Allen gives her, which is that, you know what? They know what they're on about. Mm -hmm. Like, doing this might just distress either one side of the party or the whole party. Like, it's not your it's not your cross to carry, essentially, is what mm-hmm, he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's just like People you, gonna people. Yeah. You can love your friend, you can love your brother, you don't need to like get involved in their business, basically, is like yeah. what he goes on about. Um and then he like makes the comments like, and who knows, you know, this could all sort itself out when my brother goes back to his regiment. Like they'll just be stories for each other. And they'll probably never see each other again. So why concern yourself with it? And she takes that advice. Mm -hmm. Not at first, but she can't get a point where she is alone enough with either one of them to say anything. And that's why she doesn't say anything. Yeah. And I think that's it. That is how this section ends. 
Yeah, that's it. It's kind of The last weird. chapter is like three pages. Yeah. yeah. But it's like just kind of weird. It's very unsettling. And like it I is. feel like each chapter even, no matter where we would have stopped, it would have been kind of unsettling with the exception of the yeah. one where she knows that she's going to Northanger Abbey. But yeah. Well, again, like, well, first of all, the second half of the book is supposed to be unsettling yeah. because it's gothic novel. But second of all, it is really setting us up to where we get to the Abbey next, I believe. So. Which, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to next time. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> I think so. I think after this part, because this section ends with um, her last evening she spent with the Thorps. So that mm-hmm. tells me that, yes, the whole rest of the book is the Abbey, which is a quarter of the book. <laughs> it's called Northanger Abbey and a quarter of the book takes place at Northanger Abbey. <laughs> it should have been called something else. I don't really know what. Should have been called Bath. <laughs> no, that's silly. That's silly. But anyway, so uh, next week we will be taking a look at the next couple of chapters and hopefully we'll have more to say and less uh, Isabella flirting. Um, and Look, I just she want to. Be there. <laughs> she won't be there. I just want to end on this one note. How does Mr. Tilney feel living in a house with General Tilney, Captain Tilney, and then just Tilney? <laughs> he has no title. <laughs> <laughs> He's the younger anyway. brother. That's what happens. He is. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's it for this week. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Beyond Measure is hosted by me, Katrina Mayer, and me, Elle Kammerer. We're part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Our music was composed by Shane Ivers, and our artwork was created by the beautiful and talented Katie Keneally. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find us on our website at withbeyondmeasure.com. Or follow us on Instagram for all of our updates, memes, and just fun stuff. Our handle is at WBM Podcast. I'm going to say that again. It's WBM Podcast.